In the very first podcast episode of this Happy Habit series, I explored the reasons why we sleep. It has since proved to be a very popular, if not the most downloaded, of all my episodes. And uh, given how important sleep is to all of us, it makes perfect sense. In this episode, let's revisit the topic of sleep by giving you tips to help you sleep better. Hey there, Matthew Norrie here, the host of the Happy Habit Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. If you are curious about health and well-being, welcome. You have hit the podcast jackpot. We bring you two new episodes every week on Mondays and Thursdays that are available everywhere from Amazon to Spotify. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and by all means spread the Happy Habit word. Sleep is essential for life. It is vital for proper cognitive function and for your physical health. Look, we all know how bad we feel in every way when we get a poor night's sleep. We find it difficult to focus, we're irritable, we overeat and we guzzle coffee to give us the edge we are lacking. Many of us struggle with broken sleep, difficulty falling asleep, difficulty staying asleep or even finding ourselves waking up too early in the mornings. These are all telltale signs of insomnia if they are a recurring pattern extending beyond weeks into months. Indeed, poor sleep over a prolonged period can have negative effects on blood pressure, heart rate and our mental health. Skimping on sleep can also compromise your immune system. In the Journal of the American Medical Association, study participants who got only four hours of sleep each night for a week produced half the number of flu-fighting antibodies after being administered a flu vaccine compared to participants who slept for seven to eight hours each night. Meanwhile, researchers at Cornell University found that one night of sleep deprivation may cause your skin to lose elasticity, firmness and moisture and make fine lines and wrinkles more noticeable. Sleeping tablets are a multi-billion euro industry worth roughly 80 billion euros or 70 billion dollars in 2020. The problem with sleeping tablets, which are a class of drug called hypnotics, part of the benzodiazepine family, is they act as a sedative. They induce unconsciousness chemically, but this is not the same thing as sleep which means you aren't getting the same levels of restoration mentally, neurologically or physically throughout the body as you would during a natural night's sleep. But people persist with sleeping tablets as they find the act of popping a pill which gives them a semblance of sleep is better than the alternative of tossing and turning endlessly. While there is no quick fix to sleep troubles, there is a laundry list of things that you can do to set you on the right path to solving your sleep problem. Now, at the outset, if you suspect you are having mental health issues which can interfere with sleep quality, it is important to see your primary caregiver. That aside, we all have sleep issues at one point or another, which is where these sleep tips, which are centred around your sleep hygiene, come in. Sleep hygiene is simply a fancy name for your sleep routine. Throw your mind back to when you were a child. You would have had a bedtime ritual at that stage. Well, adults can benefit from the same, although you may be ditching the bedtime stories. More on that later. 
See, the problem is, as we get older, we often stay up later because we have nobody to tell us to go to bed and our routine goes out the window. Our sleep quality starts to become compromised. So let's have a look at some tips around sleep hygiene that can help us over time reclaim our right to restful sleep. Number one, get some sun on your face in the mornings. Your internal body clock is reset every day by the sunshine. Sitting out in the morning sun for at least 30 minutes can help your body wake up. You need to sit in the full sun though. Don't wear sunglasses as the UV light must reach your retina uninhibited. On this subject, you might want to check out a previous episode where I spoke about the benefits of using a light box as a substitute for sunlight in the winter months for the same reasons. Number two, nip the naps in the bud. From the moment you wake, a chemical called adenosine starts to accumulate in your system and reaches a peak in the evenings. Adenosine causes sleep pressure to build and as it does, you get more tired. And you want it to peak when you are going to bed. But if you take a nap earlier on in the day, guess what? The valve on that sleep pressure is released and it's likely you will have trouble sleeping that night. The lesson is don't take a nap. If you really must, keep it to less than 10 minutes earlier on in the day. Number three, we have spoken before about keeping a journal. Why not keep track of your sleep quality and routine also? Things like the time you went to bed, the approximate time you fell asleep, if you woke up during the night, if you ate before bed, how much you drank and what time you woke. When trying to resolve sleep issues, noting as much information as you can about your routine and the quality of your sleep can help pinpoint patterns and possible solutions. Which leads me to number four, like cutting back on coffee intake, especially later in the day. The half-life of caffeine, which means the amount of time it takes for the body to break down half, is approximately five hours. So if you are sensitive to caffeine and are having sleep issues, then it's really not not wise to drink coffee after midday as some of it will still be in your system and will affect your ability to get to sleep that night. Number five, watch your food. Generally it's a good idea not to eat right before bedtime. Given a full stomach will activate your digestive system as you are just trying to doze off. So leave it at least two to three hours between your final meal and getting into bed. We are also more inclined to snack on carbohydrate-rich foods in the evening as our self-discipline subsides later on in the day. These high-sugar foods will only serve to boost your blood sugar levels and wake you up at the wrong end of the day. In addition to this, a Harvard study showed that if you've missed an hour or two of sleep, you are more likely to give in to unhealthy food the next day. Number six, limit your fluid intake. In addition to not wanting to eat late at night, reduce your fluid intake from early on in the evening. Otherwise, the chances of having a full bladder in bed and the disruption that goes with it are obvious. Number seven, turn down the heat. As night begins, your body temperature falls and reaches its coolest point after you go to bed. So if it's hot and humid and you can't cool down, you won't be able to sleep well. Number eight, Adios to alcohol. Yes, I'm afraid it's another no-no. Alcohol has a similar effect on the brain as sleeping tablets in that it acts as a sedative. 
It gives the illusion of sleep, but as you know, sleep after alcohol is rarely good quality, as it prevents us from having a restorative deep sleep. It also acts as a diuretic, which causes us to wake up and have to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. And it seems alcohol-related sleep disturbances are worse for women, this according to the University of Michigan. This may have something to do with women's alcohol tolerance being lower than men's. Number 9. Banish blue light. This relates to anything with a screen, from a TV to a laptop to a smartphone. All of these devices emit blue light, which has been shown to suppress production of melatonin, which is a sleep-inducing hormone triggered by darkness. It is the rising levels of melatonin coupled with the sleep pressure caused by increased levels of adenosine that we mentioned earlier, which help us to fall asleep at night. If you think about it, Thomas Edison only invented the light bulb 150 years ago. Prior to that, people went to bed when it got dark. Evolution hasn't quite factored in the influence of artificial light into the picture, and so it also disrupts our circadian rhythms, our biological cycle that responds primarily to daylight and darkness, and influences sleep. So keep all electrical devices out of the bedroom and actually stop using them about two hours before bed. You may think, but what about Netflix? See, it's not just the blue light that keeps you awake, it's the mental stimulation that comes from engaging with these devices. This stimulation combined with the dopamine hit you're getting from surfing online or watching Netflix will only serve to keep you awake for longer, as you will end up going to bed wired. You need downtime before bed to literally detox digitally. So leave your phone in another room, or if you use it as your alarm clock, deactivate all notifications. Number 10, while we're talking about alarm clocks, if you have a digital alarm clock, turn it away from you. Believe it or not, the light from the clock will actually affect your ability to sleep. Not just this, but being able to see the time will only contribute to your anxiety if you are having trouble falling asleep or if you wake up during the night. Clock watching will only have you doing mental arithmetic about how much time you have until you need to get up. Avoid this by facing the clock away from you. And just one other thing on alarm clocks, while the snooze button might be tempting, it works against you as it confuses your circadian rhythm. I know someone who has five different alarm times. 6am, 605, 6.10, 6.15, 6.20. So this goes on for 20 minutes every single morning. Give your body one time to wake up and no more. It's all about consistency. Otherwise, you're just confusing your circadian rhythm. Number 11. Use your bedroom for only sleep. As tempting as it is to lie there and watch a YouTube or read a book, it only serves to confuse the brain. You want to build an association between sleep and your bed. If you're using bed to watch TV or as an office, you will dilute that association. The mind works through patterns and associations all the time. If you only use your bed to sleep, then every night you reinforce this sleep connection. Number 12. Sleep at the same time. 
This will be a source of discomfort for those of you who like to have a lie-in at the weekends or when you aren't in work, but it really is best if you go to bed at the same time every night and get up at the same time the following morning. Again, it consolidates the sleep pattern established by the circadian rhythms. If you sleep late on a Sunday morning, for example, as I used to do in college, after having a late night on the Saturday night, well, guess what? You're going to have difficulty getting to sleep on the Sunday night at your regular time. Again, it's all about patterns and consistency. And number 13, exercise improves the quality of your sleep. Yes, exercise can help you fall asleep faster and sleep more soundly, as long as it's done at the right time. Exercise stimulates the body to secrete the stress hormone cortisol, which helps activate the alerting mechanisms in the brain. This is fine unless you're trying to fall asleep. So try to finish exercising at least three hours before going to bed, or indeed work out early the following day. Well, hopefully you'll be sleeping like a baby after adopting some of these tips. And thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. Stay happy.